Um, well, I am going to say it for the thousandth time. Welcome back. Um, we're so excited to be back. I know that we um, have, um, you know, when it comes to the holiday season, it's, it's a time that is probably the most pure definition of bittersweet. So much sweet, um, hopefully rest happening and time being spent with people you love friends and family, um, but it can also be a very difficult time right, for a lot of different reasons, um, whether that is relationships changing or, you know, too much time with certain people, right? Um, for sure, we understand that. So we're happy to be back um, here uh, and kind of back in the uh, flow of things and just to be here with you guys. Um, and I hope you guys got some rest because we got a big mission ahead of us, right? And that's, that's what this series is about, right? And, and God's plan, our story, uh, is all about the mission that we have, right? Um, when it comes to talking about God's story, it's important to understand that if, you know, we call ourselves Christ followers and believers of Christ, that we share our story with God. God's story is our story. And we are a very small but beautiful part of God's story. And when we understand that, we can better see the mission and purpose that we have in our life, Right? Um, and so this series is all about that, right? But we also want to take a very intentional focus on sharing God's story, sharing our story, uh, and in turn sharing God's story, right? And so today, um, we're going to be starting with sharing our beginning, right? That's, that's kind of the, the idea. And you um, see um, Romans 3.23 on our graphic. Shout out to Sky. She's over there. Yeah. She's doing fantastic job with all of that. Um, so hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. Um, but through the series, of so we, we're, we're seeking to break down this barrier that so often, um, I know for myself personally, but I think a lot of us, you know, we put up these, these mountains, these obstacles, we overcomplicate sharing that story to the point where it doesn't happen, right? Um, and it's not something that we want to like get down on ourselves about, but it's something that we want to tear down those obstacles in our way and hopefully you know, have this just very practical and logical way of sharing that story that has so much power as hopefully we've experienced in our life. And if not, what God wants you to experience in your life, right? Um, so this, this you know, through a series, we're going to be sharing God's God's plan, God's story, uh, through sharing the beginning. Then we're going to be sharing our gift, right, the gift we are given, sharing the decision we make, and then sharing the promise that, that is made to us um, from God our Father, right? So I do want to pray for us one more time. Uh, I don't think we can do that enough and hopefully just get us in the right mindset for, for what we're going to be hearing today, right? So God, I just invite you to this place one more time. God, I know you're here. I, I can feel your presence and, and I hope that as we worship, as we're getting ready to, to read your word, to learn from it, to grow from it, um, that you are just speaking through me. Um, I pray that these words come directly from you, God, and not exactly what what we need to hear tonight is said, um, and that we are ready to apply that in whatever way uh, we need to, God. We know that your plan and our story is, is why we're here. We know that it's, it's all to bring you glory, and we hope that tonight is bringing you glory, and that the actions we take from tonight and the actions when we step away from this place are bringing you glory, because that's our purpose, God. So I just thank you for tonight, and I pray that you're with us, God. Amen. So, so, our guiding scripture, as, as I mentioned, uh, is Romans 3.23, um, and actually the basic principle, I think really cool element of this series is that everything we kind of talk about sharing is going to come from Romans, 
um, and this, um, I think, somewhat well-known um, practice of using what's called Romans Road. Anyone ever heard of Romans Road as a, as a way of sharing the gospel? Um, Romans Road is something that I actually personally just heard of recently um, in Overflow, so the, the youth group. Um, but it's, a, it's a, you know, a practical way of sharing the gospel and painting God's story um, strictly from Romans. Right? You can take different pieces of scripture from Romans and use that to tell God's story as an aid, right? as an aid to share that gospel. And so that's going to be kind of our practical way of looking at this, and hopefully a practical tool you guys can take away from this to feel more confident in sharing God's plan and God's story. So Romans 3.23, maybe somewhat of an unexpected start, um, but we are sharing our beginning, right? Um, And if you guys turn there, that verse um, reads, again, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Encouraging, right? Um, again, <laughs> I understand that can be a very unexpected start to this. You're like, okay, wait, what? We're supposed to start by sharing this with people, right? And I think right away, um, if we dive a little deeper and we read that whole passage of scripture, um, it gives us a clearer picture, right? So if you read starting in Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 24, uh, it reads as this But now, apart from the law of righteousness, God uh, apart from the law of the, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that fact, that very sombering fact, all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God, is immediately paired with a comforting truth. Right? It is a truth. And it's super important that the truth that um, we are given grace, right? We are, we are uh, redeemed by God. And that's a very, very important part of this series, right? That we're going to get into and share, uh, again, our gift and share the promise God has made to us. But church is so important that we, that we address the kind of the, you know, the not so positive and address the ugly truth that's in the center of that passage of scripture, right? Uh, and so again, it's not something we want to just glaze over, because if it is, then we miss the severity of this sin and of this truth that all have fallen short and all have sinned, right? Um, and this idea that we, as humans, right, as, as creation, are sinners, is not something that comes only from Romans 3. I'm sure a lot of you are, are aware of that, but it's something that truly follows us from the beginning of the cup, right? Um, we could read in Genesis story of Adam and Eve, but I think in Romans chapter 5, um, it actually paints that picture very simply. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, where, you know, pretty soon after that reads, therefore just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Right? And so from the very beginning, the story of Adam and the fall of man, sin entered the world. Right? And sin caused death. In some cases in the Old Testament, physical death. Right? Um, but it caused spiritual death and that it was a separation from God, right? And so from the very beginning, sin entered the world through the one man. And later we're going to, again, have that rejoicing that sin was conquered by one man, Jesus Christ, right? Um, but it's something that continued throughout history, right? Throughout the, the scriptures, we see time and time again, man sins, that man falls short, all have sinned. Um, another example of this, I think, that paints it very clearly um, and makes it very human comes from Exodus, right? In Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 4, um, these are God's chosen people, right? God's people that he has not only 
again, all his chosen people, but those that he has rescued from slavery, that he has delivered from you know, the hands of, of wrath and the hands of slavery, uh, and has brought them out into the wilderness and has literally provided for them you know, food from heaven. Um, when Moses goes up to the mountain to be in communication with God, there in Exodus 32, we read this. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol casting the shape of a calf, fashioning with a tool. Then they said, There are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Right? They so quickly turned away from this God that literally delivered them from slavery and have provided them everything they needed, right, out of the desert just because they didn't know what was coming. Right? It's a human element, it's a human part of existence. Right? Is that is that we do fall short? There's some other very heavy kind of hitters when it comes to sin, I think, in Galatians, right? In the more modern times, starting from the very beginning to the Old Testament to now a more modern church um, in Galatians, you read chapters 5, um, verses 13, 17, and then 19 through 21. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, origins, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right? Whether you can quickly identify something on that list where they're like, yeah, been there, selfishness, it's a very, whatever else is on that list, right? Or maybe you're like, oh, no, I'm not that, you know, that's not me, I'm not that bad, right? When, and I think when we're when we're fully honest with ourselves and we sit down and, and it's a real honest introspection, we compare ourselves to our most holy example is Jesus Christ, we quickly find that we've got wrong, right? And so some of those sins are maybe easy for us to dismiss and say, well, you know, that's not me, you know, but... In reality, we all, as scripture says, long short and safe, right? And so how does that play into sharing with the game? You know, it's like, okay, that's downer, and I know that, but why is that so important to sharing with the game? And the truth is that, you know, sharing the fact that we are all, all of us in this room, everyone who exists, uh, not just the person you're sharing the gospel to or sharing God's story with, but you, the person sharing that, right, that we all inherently and desperately needing Jesus on a daily basis needs to be a part of sharing that story, right? Not simply saying it, but also understanding the severity of that, you know, that's that truth, right? The truth that we that we need Jesus. Um, I think often enough we hear, you know, well, all sins are equal, right? And yeah, to you know, kind of they are to a degree. They they all have the same effect, right? And the sin separates us from God. It creates a separation. Right, and they're the same in that God can forgive all sins equally. Right? It's, it's not like this sin is more forgivable than this sin. But they all have very serious implications, right? And some different implications, different effects, heinous effects on our lives. Right? At the, at the most simple, they separate us from God, but they also have obviously very real 
consequences in our lives too. Right? So making that a real, honest part of sharing the story is essential to being real and actually giving people hope. And you're like, how does that give people hope, right? Well, in, in reference to this, I, I like a passage of scripture from James, in James chapter 2, verse 10. Um, it's, written, it's writing actually in reference to something that may seem super small to us, which is showing favoritism in the church, right? Something you're like, okay, you know, a person got a nicer seat, right? It's something that you're like, okay, you know, it doesn't seem huge. But it says, for whoever keeps the whole lot and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of right? You, because you understand and have accepted Christ, doesn't make you a better person than the person you're sharing that truth with. And I think a lot of us know that, a lot of us believe that. But if that's not a key element of sharing God's story with these people and whoever it is, whether that's somebody who's never heard the gospel or heard the truth of Jesus, or somebody who's walked away from the faith and, and may have known this at a time but have completely you know, walked away from it at this point, it needs to be a part of that, right? Uh, I think the church is often associated you know, by society as, as being critical or, or maybe being judgmental, but I do believe that sharing this truth, sharing God's story in a vulnerable way, right? being honest with our beginning, right, where we were, before Christ, where we still are, that we're, you know, our, our position is still being flawed, still falling short, but what God has done in our lives, right? And and that change that has happened, whether it's a drastic one or it's a simple understanding that God loves you, right? Whatever that change may be in your life, if that's not an essential part of sharing that story, then it's ultimately falling short of what it can be doing for these people, right? Um, so it needs to be done in a vulnerable manner and with an abundance of grace, when it can begin to break down these walls that people put up for Jesus, when in reality it's coming from a place of maybe doubt, a place of shame, a place of denial, right? And and I say all of this because this fact, right, this fact that we all fall short, that we've all sinned, ultimately when you through through the perspective of, of it holding blame, right, of it... Um, being shameful, or you being guilty, right? This is an incredibly depressing truth, right? If, if that's the lens we're looking for, because yes, in that in that case, then everybody's guilty, everyone holds blame, everybody has shame. But when you look at it through the lens of what Jesus did, right? With Jesus coming to Earth and making the ultimate sacrifice for us, right? Then it's it's not this shameful, this you know, guilt-giving, this depressing uh, truth, but it's ultimately free. Right? It's cleansing. It, it can be what takes the, the biggest weight off somebody's shoulder because they know that we've all fallen short. But throughout that, you know, I mean, through even through that, God still loves us. God still shows us grace. God still loves us enough to send his son to sacrifice himself, right? And that's what people need, right? That's what we need. We need it every day. We need that forgiveness. We need that grace. We need that love every day from Jesus Christ. And so does everyone. So let's share it. Let's 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 shout it right confidently, knowing that our God has love for every single person, and and He wants to have that relationship with every single person, because that's a part of this story, right? Us being away from Him and turning towards God and accepting Him as you know our Savior, being redeemed by Him, being made clean—that's a part of the story, and a beautiful part of the story. I hope you guys hear it, hope you guys believe it, and I hope it's something that 
is very, very important when sharing God's story with people. Yeah. God, we thank you that we are not stuck with that truth. I thank you that we, we don't simply have to know that we all fall short and we've all sinned, but that we know that there's more to it. That we know that even though we begin there, that's not where your story ends. That's not where our story ends, but it's simply the beginning. And that no matter whether we've had a relationship with you or believed in you and had faith in you for a single day of our lives or for years and years of our lives, God, that your love for us is unfailing, it's consistent, it's all powerful, God. And that through you, we are given grace time and time again. And that those people in our lives, God, who don't have a relationship with Jesus, that those people who don't believe in you in grace, believe in you in love, that they are loved by you just as much. And that you want them to feel that, you want them to know that, you want them to be changed by that, God. And so I just pray that tonight is, is a bold beginning, understanding where we come from, understanding our nature, but not allowing that to dissuade us, to put us down, to make us feel ashamed, but instead empowering us, knowing that we know the solution, the cure to this guilt, this shame, this weight that sin puts on our lives, and that solution is you. So we, we just pray that, that we can move boldly through our beginning and boldly into the truth that you give us and the gift that you Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.